Hello, and welcome to the Daily Grind Podcast, a ministry of Faith Baptist Church. It's a daily podcast Monday through Friday on our daily walk with Christ, hosted by Stephen and Andy Bitsko, myself. Today we're going to be using our Bibles as well as the 365 Days of Spurgeon Devotional. If you don't have a Bible readily available, you can download the Logos Bible software from Logos.com. You can also download the 365 Days of Spurgeon Devotional at Logos.com. However, it costs money and it's totally optional. We have the slides on screen. If you're not looking at the screen, we have the notes in the podcast notes. <clears throat> May 5th. The title of this message is The Sunday School of Stuart. Okay, that was the message you gave. Oh, the Sunday School Teacher of Stuart. Very important to add that last word. <laughs> Got to get teacher in there, yes. And the reading we're going to have for today is Second Chronicles, chapter number 34, verses 1 through 3. If you need to pause the podcast to get there, go ahead. Or you can just listen to us speak as we begin to read. And in Second uh, Chronicles, chapter number 34, verses 1 through 3, we see... Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned in Jerusalem one and thirty years. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, and walked in the ways of David his father, and declined neither to the left, neither to the right hand, nor to the left. For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was yet young, he began to seek after the God of David his father. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem from the high places, and the groves, and the carved images, and the molten images. And this is about Josiah. Josiah, and he did what? Did that which was right. Then he listened to who? God. <coughs> who was David? His father. Did he Are listen to dying? him? Are you okay? I'm about to die here. I'm coughing. <laughs> and David is king. His father. His father. I said that already. <laughs> I, was di- I was dying during that moment. You need a cup of water. I'm fine. Okay. All right. message of or the title of today's podcast is the sunday school teacher a steward uh, it's an excerpt of a sermon that charles spurgeon delivered on tuesday evening may 4th 1858 in blue at bloomsbury chapel and this is what he had to say i see nothing in the bible that should lead me to believe that the office of the preacher is more honorable than that of the teacher It seems to me that every Sunday school teacher has a right to be put reverend before his name as much as I have. And if not, if he discharges his trust, he certainly is a right honorable. He teaches his congregation and preaches to his class. I may preach to more and he to less, but still he is doing the same work though in a small sphere. I am sure I can sympathize with Mr. Carney when he said of his son Felix, who left the missionary work to become an ambassador. Felix has uh, has travailed into an ambassador, meaning to say that he was once a great person as a missionary, but that he he had afterwards accepted a comparatively comparatively insignificant office. So I think we may say of the Sabbath school teacher, if he gives up his work because he cannot attend to it, 
an account of his enlarged business. He travels, travels his, I mean, travels into a rich merchant if he forsakes his teaching because he finds there is much else to do. He travels into something less than he was before, with one exception. If he is obligated to give up to attend to his own family and makes that family his Sabbath school class, there is no derailing there. He stands in the same position as he did before. I say, they who teach, they who seek to pluck souls as brands from the burning, are to be considered as honorable persons, second far to him from whom they receive their commission, but still in some sweet sense lifted up to become fellows with him. For he calls them his brethren and his friends. There we go. That was a Charles Spurgeon. That was an excerpt of his sermon called The Sunday School Teacher, A Steward. And he pulls this from Luke chapter number 16, verse number 2. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear thee this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. His main thing was here was give an account for thy stewardship. And let's talk about stewardship. That is really a manager, okay, of of responsibility. And someday, one day, we are going to give an account to God of our stewardship. Spurgeon mentioned that never look down on children's work. It is a serious responsibility a responsibility to teach them the things of God. If we look in James chapter 3, verses 1 through 2, it says, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offer all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. So, we need to look at the whole, the whole focus of our responsibility. And I'm mostly talking to people that have children, specifically, in this message. And this, does not, this is not, also, don't, don't, uh, don't think this message is also for the person that doesn't have a child, because you may have a child, or you have a responsibility. And you can apply this to whatever responsibility you have. We need, to, we need to look and take care of our children, the ones that God has given us to be able to teach, take care of, and also to give a future. Now, that's the stewardship I'm talking about. That stewardship is given to an account to God. As children grow up, I remember with both of my boys... One is an adult and one is turning 17 in a couple days. I think about when they were children, when I first had them and I brought them home. They didn't move. They just cried. And I changed their diaper and gave them food. Okay? It was a beautiful time in my life. (laughs) But I had to feed them. I had to clean them. 
had to wash them. And I, I, from that, they became toddlers, and they destroyed stuff in the house. They climbed on stuff. They threw, threw tantrums. They, uh, you know, they did all the things that uh, I think of a two-year-old right now. They become elementary. They ask questions. Daddy's everything to them in the world. Mom's everything to the world. And it's a beautiful time. They become teenagers. Oh, there's other things in the world. I must apply everything else in the world to what my parents teach me. And I'll learn the best way I possibly can. And then they become adults. Or they take a step. And then they take what we apply to them as they walk on in life. Throughout that whole process is a responsibility of stewardship to them. And it is a struggling one. It is one that we, have to, that we will give an account to God for. And to do that, we have to be parents. We have to be the ones for the children. Not giving our children to other people to raise or give our children to other people to educate or give our children to some other people to be able to socialize them. It is our responsibility. And to do that, we have to be above reproach on how we do it, meaning that we need to educate ourselves in the sense of, I'm not asking you to get a bachelor's, master's, or a doctorate. I'm, I'm saying, get the research of yourself by asking wise counsel, by going to the Word of God. And just, if you have the Logos Bible software, if you just search wife, husband, man, woman, in any of those, you'll get a plethora of resources that will tell you where to look in the Bible. But we need to do the research. To be, a, to be a steward, we have to put our best foot forward. And that's through the word of God. I'm talking about not by us giving the responsibility of teaching our children who Jesus Christ is. Teaching our children the stories of the Bible. Teaching our children the word of God. And to teach them the importance of fellowship and worship at church. You see, you just don't put the kid in the church and say, make him religious. You just don't, don't throw him over there. You, as the parent, need to study, know the Bible. Not perfect, because no one is perfect, but to get comfortable with the Bible and to get comfortable with going to church. See, church is a beautiful thing. It's a place of family. It's a place of fellowship. And if you put church important in your life, it's also your social focal point for you and your family. It's the place where your children get to know other children. It's a place where you get to know other adults and other families. But we just don't throw them over there to the church, say, church, take care of them, make them religious. We just don't throw them over to the school, say, school, make them smart. We just don't throw them over to the after-school programs, Make him an athlete. No. That's our responsibility as being parents. That's us. That's mom. That's dad. If you're a single mom or a single dad, that's you. 
That is the stewardship. And what Spurgeon is bringing to the point is, don't overlook your children. Meaning that don't, don't fall short of your stewardship, your responsibility, your management of your children and place it upon someone else. The sacrifice of being the parent, like Spurgeon was mentioning here, and also all the other verses, is that it is not an easy task. It's a dying task. It's a frustrating task. It's an argumentative task between two adults, husband and wife, to put it more bluntly. But that's one where we have to turn to God. That's one where I know, me personally, just say, God, I can't do it anymore. I don't know what needs to be done. And praying, give him the answer he needs, as I have two boys. Spurgeon also put in the second note, is if it is your responsibility, thank God for the privilege and ask him to make you a faithful steward. If we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 4, the second verse, it says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Go back to that point he stated. It is your responsibility, thank God for the privilege, and ask him to make you a faithful steward. We are required in stewardship. And we're required to be faithful. We need to be faithful and we need to realize, first of all, what is the priority in our life? I always had a saying in my home that my children are expendable. Meaning my wife and I can always have more children. (laughs) But they are very important in all seriousness. Because that child is going to leave the home and represent you and your family. But most importantly, he's going to represent his Savior or her Savior. Imagine if someone left your home and doesn't have a testimony for Jesus Christ. Because you as the parent wasn't a steward in showing them the Bible. Or wasn't a steward to educate them and they're now leaving your home and they can't spell or they can't do grammar or they can't write a sentence. You can't blame the school. You can't blame the church because God just told you here that you're the steward. We are accountable. So do the best you possibly can right now and be faithful to God, to husband and wife, and to family, which includes your children, and be a steward for them. And you say, well, I'm just a housewife. God gave that housewife, you, and your husband, those children. Don't think that they're just your husbands, or they're just your wives. They're for both of you. And sometimes, hearing these messages that I've, that I've been speaking of are tough. And you don't want to come to the realization that, I just stink as a parent. Trust me, I've had those conversations numerous times. I'm constantly apologizing to my kids. I wish I was a better parent. You can ask them. But I do know that I have the best teacher for me and the best steward for me, which is Jesus Christ. And he wrote me the best instruction book in the world, which is called the Bible. And I can open it up, or I can bring it on my screen, 
Or I can search words on the screen and it can bring me up all the verses. Or I can read chapter after chapter or verse after verse. But I can get the knowledge right there. Don't be the one to turn to the neighbor at times when you have the responsibility. Don't be the one to turn to the talk shows on TV. Don't be the one to turn to the self-help books. Come to the realization, who gave you these children? It is God. So therefore, I need to get with God and see what he wants me to do with these children. And that's through the word of God. Now I'm going to close today. And uh, I just want to end this with you. If you do know a parent that's struggling or having a hard time with their children, or uh, especially during this COVID or after this COVID, whenever this uh, gets published, that regardless, they're responsible. Please share it to them. Please share it to other family members in your church, other parents. And most importantly, if your parents alive today, if your mom and dad are alive today, tell them thank you. Tell them you love them. And you can always reach us at faithbaptistelpaso.org. That's faithbaptistelpaso.org. And uh, at the Faith Life Community, it's a private community that we have at faithlife.com forward slash Faith El Paso. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, at Facebook, the group's called Faith El Paso. You can just type that in there in the search as for Faith El Paso. And uh, you can always download our Bible studies at uh, faithbaptistelpaso.org. If you want to give, go to faithbaptistelpaso.org forward slash give. That's faithbaptistelpaso.org forward slash give. Please give. This is a ministry. And uh, we just thank you for listening and please pass it on. Have a good evening or a good day.